It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Browns trades, more free agency. What does it mean to the team moving forward? News coming out of the NFL owners meetings and a full fantasy football preview with Sports Illustrated's Michael Fabiano coming up right now on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. Hey, hey, everybody. Let's go. Browns offseason continues since the last time we were on. They made a couple of moves. Like I said off the top, going to be chatting with Michael Fabiano with what the NFL free agency and trade period means to fantasy football, but also a look ahead to the NFL draft. And he put out a fantasy mock, so we'll go through that, get you you prepped, get you primed for the NFL draft and fantasy football season coming up. But some Browns news to go through. So we'll start with, actually, I was going to start with the Elijah Moore. We'll get to that because I am very pleased with what the Browns did. I like the improvement over uh, where we were a couple weeks ago, where the big biggest signing was, what Delvin Tomlinson and re-signing our center Pochich, they got a bit better. However, this has been this has been grinding my gears, as they say, uh, coming out of the NFL owners meetings. Now the Haslam's, it was in Arizona. All the reporters around, all that talking about different stadium builds and all. That. By the way, do you guys want a brand new stadium? The dome seems off the table. I think perfect world to get a retractable dome, right? Bad weather, close it. Nice weather, open it. But doesn't seem price-wise that's going to be doable. But would you rather a full renovation? I don't know what else, how much more you can do with First Energy Stadium and rebuild the waterfront or an indoor stadium. Let me know in the comments section. Make sure to click the notification bell, click subscribe, make sure you like, you follow, you share. We always like that on Twitter at SickPodBrowns at AndyMC81, where you can always get your fantasy football questions in, your sports betting questions in using hashtag AskAndy. Get all those in there on Instagram too. At Sick Pod Browns. But this is what concerned me coming in. Okay. I'm going to read a little quote there. Our uh, good friend of show, Tony Grossi, wrote this on his Land on Demand article. And this came out of the, the media we watched and could see it. Um, when asked about Paul D. Podesta, and if you've watched this program, Sick Podcast with Andy Matt and Mary, you know, not the biggest Depot fan. Guy came from baseball, was a Cleveland Indian intern once upon a time. Uh, was part of the money ball thing, which was overhyped and the Oakland A's never won a damn thing. Yet somehow he's chief strategy officer for an NFL team. Still perplexing. However, he's here. He helped hire the current regime. 
also a part of one in 31. Let's not forget the architect of one in 31 over two seasons. But this is what owner Jimmy Haslam said when in regards to Paul D. Podesta, is he on the hot seat? What's his accountability? Quote, the biggest mistake we've made with Paul is not fully embracing his ideas early on. Let me read that again. The Haslam said the biggest mistake we've made with Paul, D. Podesta, is not fully embracing his ideas early on. So what that tells you is not only are the Haslams all bought in to Paul D. Podesta, they regret not being more bought in sooner. Am I taking crazy pills? What, 1 in 31, 0 in 16? And, and, And the last two under 500 seasons? This is the guy we should have listened more for? The guy who, by the way, you didn't, he didn't want John Dorsey. The only pro bowlers you have on this team is John Dorsey. Andrew Barry, 36 years old, just had his birthday Thursday. Happy birthday, Andrew. Sure you're watching. Still youngest GM in the league, still learning. Has made some good moves. We'll get to that in a moment. I don't want to dump on Andrew Barry. But he hasn't drafted a pro bowler. Um, He has made Amari Cooper coming in. Great move. But the core of that team is still from John Dorsey. Paul DePodesta didn't want Dorsey. He forced Dorsey out. And you want more responsibility. That is chilling. That is terrifying to me. Man. So hopefully the setup, Sean Watson works out. Barry and Stefanski take another step forward and we're we're off and we're laughing. And man, I'm not one of those guys too. I don't want anybody in the Browns organization to fail. Because if they fail, that means the team does badly. And I love the team. Never understand people who cheer for portions or players of the teams to do bad. Why? You're not a fan then, right? But but Paul D. Podesta being endorsed as them wanting to do more. I just I just don't see why. Like the spell, we should all hope to be blessed with the wizardry of Paul D. Podesta. Whatever spell potion he's cast on the Haslam fam. My goodness, it's outrageous. It's absolutely outrageous. But outside of that, we're getting ready for the offseason. Let's go to the positive. I had to get that off my chest. What do you think of Depot? What do you think of that? Think the Browns made a mistake by not listening to him more? Let me know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Listen to him more. You kidding me? Okay. Now the good stuff. So since last we talked, Browns traded for Elijah Moore, disgruntled wide receiver from the Jets. And so they gave the, the Browns gave their second round pick, but got back Elijah Moore as well as the Jets third round pick, the 74th overall pick. 
great pickup. And the Jets, of course, did that because they were bringing in Aaron Rodgers' guys. And Moore was swearing at offensive coordinators and such. And yeah, that's not great. Looks like there's some maturity issues, but he presented himself well. And it filled an immediate need. What were we talking about? The Browns need a speedy guy who can get open and stretch defenses. Well, Andrew Barry did that, and credit to him. Elijah Moore, still young, still two more years on a rookie deal, so you're you're getting that salary cap relief that you need because of the Watson contract. So you're getting that. You're getting a rising star. You're getting a guy who needs something to prove who's still going to be fighting for that big contract after the two years. Perfect signing. Somebody you can put in the slot, somebody who can get separation. His drop rate he is one of the best in the league for Elijah Moore. Now, you'll see different percentage on, oh, he caught X number of passes. But that's because his quarterback sucked and the passes were uncatchable. Anything that is considered in the pro football focus algorithm to actually be able to catch a ball, he catches it. So that's what we need. We What did I say? We need a fast guy who could catch. Check, check. Love it. Love the Elijah Moore signing. You can probably sprinkle him outside a little bit, have him lead the defenses away. That lets, of course, Amari Cooper, Dom Peoples-Jones, David Njoku get open. Play action with Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson around the ball. Love that. And in a savvy extra move, signing Marquise Goodwin, 33 years old, farmer, track star, and elite level speed. You sign him to a one-year deal. Now, he always gets injured, but that's fine. Because you now have the option, maybe it's four receiver sets. You can put Goodwin on the outside. You can put both him and more on the slot. You can mix and match with Cooper and Joku with DPJ. And Goodwin gives you some of that relief if something happens to Elijah Moore, gets injured, whatever, needs a breather. You have that extra. So I love those two moves. And now what that does with the other signings that he made, they added Wes Martin at guard for some depth. So that that's great. It's a little swing guard. Good. But now with that, does for the Browns going into the draft where they don't have a first or second round pick. Now they have two in the third. So you can always bundle those, maybe move up. Who knows? You are now in a spot where you don't need to reach for anything. If they go into the season and don't draft a wide receiver, I think you're good. I think you're in good shape, right? But it also allows you if a guy falls, like some of the names we listed uh, or before go the last couple shows, listen all, uh, to all those. We'll get more into that as the draft approaches. But I still think there's some fourth, fifth, sixth round value guys who, again, are speed, some big body dudes that you can get as an extra as well. That would be a nice bonus. But you still have David Bell. Don't forget about Anthony Schwartz. I'm done with Schwartz. But you still have David Bell as a possession guy. So I think you're good. You could add or not add. I still feel that defensive line that. Are you better than last year? Well, yeah, but that's not saying much. You're certainly not great, but you're also not, if you stay, you're not drafting a stud defensive lineman in the third round. You're going to have to package to move up. You're not, probably not drafting a stud defensive tackle, even if you move up into the second round. So is there another trade? I would have loved if the Browns would have got Calais Campbell instead of him signing elsewhere. That would have been sweet. Get him from the Ravens too. You have him on a, ro- a rotation. Whew. That would have been great. Not to be. So now we're going to see probably any any more signs, just depth guys and, and all that. So the defensive line still spooks me a bit. We talked about 
the uh, the safety in the draft. You could probably look to add a depth safety, but now with these graphics where they are, you're adding guys who maybe come in for certain downs or flash or spots, or you think you can develop and grow. So they're better, but they were really bad on that front seven. So that gives me a little bit of a concern, but overall it gives him flexibility. Could also mean trading down and, and getting more picks. Cause right now the Browns next year have only four draft picks, including not a number one again, because of Deshaun Watson. There's the defensive line still spooks me folks. What concerns you most now? What can, after all this, what concerns you most now on the Browns roster? What area do they, if in a perfect world, would they still need to fill? For me, it's defensive tackle still. The second would be defensive edge. I like that they brought back Anthony Walker. That's a popular decision. Steady plug and play middle linebacker. You need those guys. You know, not going to win your game. Not going to lose your game. Nice steady. Bring the leadership. We saw the leadership and communication on defense drastically fall off when he got injured. So now he's back for year three. So that's a nice signing too. But where do you think the Browns still need to improve? Comment section below. Hit me up on Twitter at AndyMC81 at AndyMC Sports on Instagram and on Twitter at SickPodBrowns. Make sure you get that. Now, if we're looking for some future bets, because you know, before we get to fantasy football, we love ourselves some Betfred Sportsbooks. Ohio, this is the sportsbook for you, okay? Incredible booster bonuses for baseball season. MLB's starting up. They got opening weekend boosters all week long. They got incredible signing bonuses. You're entered into weekly draws and prizes just for signing up at the link in the description below. Just click on it. And if you want it personally, hit me a note. I'll send it to you. You sign up through that link. Boom. You're set with the bonuses, the boosters, the prizes, all that good stuff. You're right there. Make sure you do it. Bet Fred Sportsbook. Bet Fred Sportsbook in the link below only to get that stuff. Future odds. Okay. Future odds here for the winning the AFC North. Who do you think the favorites are? Obviously the Bengals, right? Obviously the Bengals. So the Bengals are plus 120. Duh, makes sense. How are the Ravens plus 270? The Ravens right now with no sign of Lamar Jackson coming back are plus 270? Ridiculous. If you don't have, if you don't have Lamar Jackson, what do you got right now? Tyler Huntley? Oh yeah, I went to the Pro Bowl. Sure. Okay. Steelers dead last. Mm. Plus 575. Love that. And the Browns plus 360. I'm thinking, folks. Look, the Bengals the favorite, yes. Tyler Huntley? Or if they go get some other, what, uh, roving uh, journeyman veteran at this time of the year? Yeah. Plus 360 for the Browns. Deshaun Watson returns to form. That's not bad. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. That's not a bad bet at all. Plus 360, I would run to the Betfred Sportsbook in the link below. Sign up, register, deposit, make that bet. Plus 360 for the Browns to win the AFC North. And by the way, Lamar Jackson and the situation with the Ravens. Oh, folks, even though Deshaun Watson hasn't done anything really on the field for the Browns, the greatest gift is that he's ruined the Ravens. He's ruined the relationship with Lamar Jackson. Mm. One word to describe it. Delicious. What one word would you use to describe the Browns ruining the Ravens' relationship? John Harbaugh up at the owners' meetings talking, and Lamar Jackson pressed send on that tweet right at the time, saying he requested a trade March 2nd. Teams don't want, is it collusion, or do they just not want to do guaranteed contracts? Browns were desperate enough to give Deshaun Watson a guaranteed contract. No one else was. Teams would be interested in Lamar Jackson if he wasn't looking for a guaranteed contract, but he is at this time. So the interest level is not there. Why? Well, hey, we heard from the Atlanta Falcons owner, the guy who runs uh, what is it, Home Depot, uh, Arthur Blank, I believe, said he, he feels he's injury prone. He is. He's becoming more injury prone. The defensive strategy is still to make him throw the football. Is it bad wide receivers in Baltimore? Is that the guy can't get you the ball? Hollywood Brown looked good when he went over to Arizona. Did he just learn and remember how to play wide receiver? Or is Lamar Jackson not that good? Is he overrated? Yes, he is, is the answer. He's overrated as a pass thrower. As a thrower of the football, Lamar Jackson is overrated. Hella talented, athletic, blah, blah, blah. Fantasy-wise, sure, when healthy. Real life-wise, as as many playoff wins as our buddy Baker Mayfield. I love to use that. Ravens fans hate it. He's overrated. But I love the chaos for Baltimore. I love it. And some people say, Andy, weren't you afraid of the football, the sports karma? You know, it's not good to feel joy of other people's misery in the sports world. I say, baloney. You know why? Because the sports gods have screwed us already, Browns fans. What else could they do? Oh, they could take the team away. Done it. They could make you not have a winning season. Been there, 0-16. Oh, and on top of that, added a one-win season and then got worse after that. You could not win a Super Bowl. <laughs> already living it. You could have a heartbreak in a playoff match. Yep. Dysfunction, firing, already there. You got nothing, football gods. You got nothing for karma. So I'm going to bask in the joy of rapper misery because the Ravens deserve it. You deserve to suffer for taking our team and stealing our Super Bowls. You crappy town, Baltimore. You deserve it. And Lamar Jackson, I don't care where he goes, just get out of the AFC North so I don't have to hear about you. Overrated. The Ravens are in chaos, and you only got Tyler Huntley. I love it. That felt really good to get off my chest. Thank you very much. Tell me what you think. You happy about that, that the Browns, the greatest gift so far for Michelle Watts is that they ruined a division rival. It's wonderful. Fantastic. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Make sure you're following along and all that. Now, coming up in just a moment, we're going to talk some fantasy football with Michael Fabiano. Absolutely cannot wait. Make sure as well, Betfred Sportsbook, sign up, get that deposit in, and make that bet. Uh, Opening day baseball, whatever it might be. Hey, have some fun with that. And we'll talk to Fabs next. All right, everybody. Time for some fantasy football time. We got to start prepping here, right? NFL free agency, mostly done. Still some trades to happen. But with all the movement, plus... 
the NFL draft coming up. If you want to win your fantasy leagues, you got to start now, right? You can't be waiting the, the night before and, and trying to star players. You got to start prepping right now. So I go to the top guy on the show. Top guys on the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. No one better. Senior fantasy analyst from Sports Illustrated, the Michael Fabiano. Fabs, how are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, been a crazy offseason. Not as crazy as last offseason, but still a lot of fun, a lot of excitement. And we're still waiting for Aaron Rodgers. I feel like this is just not going to happen for the next, like, two months. Like, we're just going to be waiting on Aaron Rodgers and waiting on Aaron Rodgers. And uh, the Jets are going to be uh, – they're going to have a case of the sweats. Uh, let's put it that way. <laughs> has, can we confirm or deny that Aaron Rodgers has gone down another hobbit hole somewhere to uh, hibernate? I don't know. You know what, dude? Like, why would you – like, you would have to pay me a lot of money to do that. I don't think I could do it. Like, no. Is it four days in complete darkness with nothing but, like, a toilet and some food? Like, why would you voluntarily do that when you're a multimillionaire? <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'd have to be paid, and I don't think I could do it. No. I, no. I can't pick up my phone for four minutes. Forget about four days. You just get bored. Like, all right, I'll make it my decision. <laughs> like, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Like 20 minutes, I'd be like, okay, I'll uh, I'll go to the gym. I wonder, though, Fats, I wonder, is there – because it's everyone's just assuming this is going to happen, but what if it doesn't? Like, what if they can't come to – whatever. What if he doesn't go to the Jets? Like, New York's made all these concessions already. Packers can't really – can they have them back? Like, what happens then? Jets are screwed. Totally. What do they do? Sign like Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> like, Oof. Bring they, Tommy they, Terrific back. You don't want to go into this season with Zach Wilson because the fan base will just get all yeah. over you. Yeah. And, you know, they, they've got a team in a tough division that's going to contend. The defense yeah. is good. The, their offense has got a lot. I mean, this is the first time, hell, I can't remember the last time. It may have been Richard Todd, Freeman McNeil, and like, you know, Al Toon when the Jets actually had – three really good components at different positions. You're thinking Rogers there as a QB one in fantasy, or at least a high two Garrett Wilson, same kind of thing at wide receiver, Brees Hall, assuming he comes back. Okay. From the injury uh, running back one, like they're, they're yoked. And if they've got to go into next season with out Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what direction they're going to have to go into. I mean, Lamar maybe, but they're, they're kind of all in on Rogers, right? I mean, they already, you know, they've got, they've got Hackett there. They, they brought in Lazard. I don't know. I don't know Aaron Rodgers personally, but um, at this point, he seems to have put the ball in the court of the teams. And I think the teams right now are kind of playing a game of like trade chicken. It's like, all right, who's going to blink first? You know, who's going to, who's going to swerve out of the way of the other car <laughs> and make some sort of concessions in the trade in terms of, whatever the case may be, but yeah. I guess right now they don't feel the need to, to make this happen ASAP, but I'm sure the Jets would like to know. And I'm sure the Packers would too, because they're going to have to go with Jordan Love. Mm. And I'm sure Jordan Love is getting ready to come into OTAs as the projected starting quarterback. So it's a little weird, but I don't know what it is about these like Green Bay quarterbacks, right? First it was Favre and now you yeah. got Rodgers doing the same kind of thing. Into the same team, like he just needs to swing back to the Vikings call today and then uh, have a reunion a few years later. You're booked. You're set. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So weird. And remember, remember when Favre went to the Jets, I think he had 22 touchdowns and like 22 interceptions. And he, he wasn't very good from a fantasy perspective. Hopefully right. the same, uh, fate doesn't befall Rodgers. Yes, yes. Well, we'll have to see what happens to Aaron Rodgers. But coming out of that Jets situation with bringing in Rodgers' guys meant you had an Elijah Moore who was very disgruntled last year wanting out and he went to the Cleveland Browns and this is a Browns show of so for Elijah Moore love the pickup for Cleveland from a real life perspective and we'll get into the fantasy side but he slots into a Browns offense that is going to be transitioning more into pass heavy not not as much focused on Nick Chubb but Elijah Moore settling underneath Amari Cooper Donovan Peoples-Jones as that that possible field stretcher and out of the slot guy fantasy wise Elijah Moore I'm guessing probably more PPR relevant but are, are we looking more flex more bench depth at this point what do you feel i don't know that he's a flex but potentially it's a good fit right i mean the browns need yeah. pass catchers um you, you mentioned uh, you know people's jones there and i i feel like it's it's going to give him an opportunity to get some targets where in new york it doesn't seem like that was going to happen something happened there you know he, he fell out of favor yeah. uh, with the team the coaches the front office whatever it was so a fresh start is a good thing for Elijah Moore, a really talented guy out of Old Miss that I liked coming out of college. So certainly draftable. I think he's probably a, a four or five, something like that, depending on the size of your league. And, you know, maybe you get a little more bang for your buck there with uh, Deshaun Watson throwing in the football for, uh, you know, what will be his first full year in a while. Exactly. And so that'll be interesting. I, I like it for real life fantasy wise, like you said, yeah, probably four or five and, and then kind of see how it plays out. Now I mentioned Nick Chubb. We have so few, you know, that old term bell cow or, or true RB1 where you're not in a committee. Now, Nick Chubb's not going to be in a committee. Kareem Hunt's gone. You have Jerome Ford, second-year player, in behind him, who I, I, I like but isn't going to be the, the main back. With the offense going to be passing more, how does that affect Nick Chubb's draft status? I, I think we're looking at more of Kareem Hunt ain't there no more. I mean, and honestly, like, I mean, Kareem Hunt really wasn't involved a ton. Like we thought he'd be involved more. Remember the, the yeah. previous season, he was kind of in the flex conversation last season. Like he was waiver wire fodder. Like unless you had Nick Chubb, you're kind of like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. what am I doing with this guy? He's not doing anything. And Chubb didn't get hurt. So, I mean, Kareem Hunt's a guy who hasn't, you know, to this point been signed. So Nick Chubb's going to be a late first round, early second round pick all day long now. Mm-hmm. He's, I, I released, you know, my initial rankings. Uh, over at Sports Illustrated, I mean, I've got him. I've got him in the top eight running backs. Like he belongs there, and it's not like he's a terrible pass catcher. You know, the guy can. The guy, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but he can get the job done and catch, you know, twenty five, thirty balls out of the backfield. So, so far, and you got the good offensive line there in Cleveland. I, I think his value in terms of players who haven't changed teams has risen among you know, the most players uh, in the league right now. Yeah, I, I agree. And it could be a bit of a benefit. You know, maybe he's kept a little fresher. Maybe he does catch the ball a little bit more and it ups his PPR value going forward to, to look at that at a big picture. Now, the big question is, Deshaun Watson, 
Didn't look great. That's an understatement in the six games when he came back after the 700 day layoff, all the talent in the world. We know when he's on, he led the NFL in passing the last time he played a full season. Where are you looking at Deshaun Watson, Fabs? Because this looks like a case where it could be, all right, you don't want to necessarily be too cute and take him too high. But man, if this guy gets back under form, we could be looking at a, what, top five fantasy QB? I hate talking about this guy in a positive light. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. You know. But I mean, it's like, it, it is what, yeah, listen, man. I mean, the last time he played a full year, he led the league in passing. He can mm-hmm. run with the ball. He can give you four to 500 yards on the ground. He can give you three or four touchdowns on the ground. The Browns offense is going to look different, right? I mean, it's not going to be, you know, ground and pound as much. Just, I mean, he's Nick Chubb, of course, because he's one of the most talented running backs in the league. But, I mean, you got to look at this offense as throwing more. That's why they went out and grabbed, you know, Elijah Moore. You know, they, they, they have David Njoku there who can get the job done at tight end. They've got Amari Cooper, which I don't want to talk about that trade as a Cowboys fan because it's still pissing me off. Uh, fifth yeah. round pick for Amari Cooper. What a joke. But, um, Thank you. you know, and, and then we go and trade for Brittany Coach. So I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I think Watson and quarterbacks increased their value at the top, especially last season. So, you know, you're going to see guys like Mahomes and Allen and, and Hurts, and, you know, they're, they're going to go higher, I think, this year than in, in, uh, in this past season's drafts. But I still think you can get Watson at a fairly decent price, both in auctions and in redrafts and snake drafts. So I, I still feel like there's not going to be a lot of risk there with him. At this point right now, I have him as like a borderline QB one high end QB two type. Right. And let's see, you know, what the, what the next few months sort of brings us, but yeah, he's still the young guy in the prime of his career. And uh, there will be people out there who, you know, who don't like to take a quarterback in the first eight rounds who will go with him as their number one quarterback uh, next season. I guarantee it. It's going to happen. Yeah. And with the leg value, you know, running the ball, like you said, it, it does it does at least give that potential to be a true QB1. Now you mentioned David Njoku. Let's swing to the the biggest mover on the tight end side. And boy, Fabs, this, boy, the tight end group for fantasy football each year just becomes to seem more of just like it's just Travis Kelsey. And that's it. But Darren Waller yeah. goes to the Giants. I like the fit. I like the potential. But where are you looking at? Let's let's talk Waller, and then just overall on on the tight end fantasy world. It just seems like you can be a top, you know, number seven tight end in fantasy and and get eight nine fantasy points a game. It's terrible. For it was it was bad last year. It was a real fantasy wasteland. Yeah. For Waller, I mean, I don't mind the move. He's the number one receiver there. Yes. I mean, they got a bunch of kind of. Eh. You know, wide receivers, they brought back Slayton, they brought back Shepard. You know, they've got Wondell Robinson there. They cut Kenny Galladay. Uh, you know, <laughs> he was terrible, but they, you know, one of the worst green signings in the history of sports. Yeah. Like, Wallace could potentially be the number one guy if he could stay healthy. I think that's the one bugaboo with him is that can he, can he avoid injuries? Uh, he certainly will be a popular option for Daniel Jones. There's no question about that. So, yeah, very good move. Now, when you look at the tight end position, I think there's some, some good young guys to keep your eye on. Greg Dulcich in Denver mm-hmm. popped last year. Now he has a full year under his belt. I really like Chigazi McConquo, not only because I can cor- correctly pronounce his name now. God bless you. Tennessee's got Tennessee is, is going to use him. They've, you know, they, they've, he could end up being like the next Johnny Smith, but better. Hmm. I, I like him late as like a tight end too. That could be a tight end one, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of the same group of guys, right? I mean, it's Kelsey, it's Andrews, it's TJ Hawkinson. 
it's Kittle, it's Goddard. And, and, and then, you know, that's the top five. And then you're looking at, you know, Pitts, if you want to take a chance on him, that he'll pan out in his third year. You know, Waller, Fryer moved, you know, Ingram got franchised. He was really good at the end of last year. So it, it's not a great position, uh, but, you know, there are some players that maybe could pop for us this year. Akako is one of them. Uh, Dulcich is one of them for sure. Depending on Zach Ertz's return uh, from the knee, Trey McBride could be a guy that you want to take a shot on. Hayden Hurst ended up in a good spot in Carolina. So there's a lot of dart throws at tight end if you don't end up getting, you know, one of the top. If you don't get one of the top five guys, and I don't have Waller in my top five right now, chances are you're going to lose a little sleep over who started tight end uh, at some point during the course of the season. Yeah. You're, you're going to be waiver wire. Uh, uh, th- these are the, these are the tweets we're going to be yeah. getting every week. Fabs, right? Who do I off the way? You're going to be chasing tight end the whole year. That's what you're going to be doing. If you don't yep. get one. So yep. uh, in conversation with Michael Fabiano on Twitter at Michael underscore Fabiano, senior fantasy analyst for sports illustrated fabs. You put out Thursday, great piece. And I love this because now that free agency in the trade market has, I mostly played itself out. We thought, you know, still Aaron Rodgers to figure out and all that. But now it's time to start focusing on the draft. And you put out a piece at Sports Illustrated and the links on your Twitter as far as mock draft for fantasy football offensive players. And I love looking at this because we see more and more, depending on the position, rookies being able to make the impact. Usually it's running back. Sometimes it's quarterback. You have the Carolina Panthers, and I agree with you. It should be C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. Why did you make that pick? I'm um, just reading the tea leaves and hearing and, and talking to people who believe that Stroud's going to be the guy. Uh, we all thought it was going to be Bryce Young at first. It looks like that's not going to be the case, but you never know. You never know. There, I mean, remember a few years ago, we all thought, you know, Mac Jones was going to go to the Niners. And uh, of course, you know, that, that uh, didn't end up happening. So anything is possible. Hell, I mean, did the Panthers decide – we maybe should look into Lamar Jackson and anything can happen. Like Mm -hmm. in the NFL, anything can happen, especially these days. I I, I wouldn't project it to happen, but Baltimore could get desperate, you know, with, with more, that that situation is not not the best uh, uh, for them right now. So, yeah, so I've got Stroud one, I've got Bryce Young two going to Houston. And um, I don't know that either one of these quarterbacks is going to come in and make a major fantasy impact. I think it's more of like a QB two type late round pick. Neither one. I mean, talk, you want to talk about a lack of weapons? Carolina's got DJ Chark and Thielen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Thielen's yeah. going to be 33. They got Hurst. He's a nice tight end, but he's not Kelsey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're backfield. They brought in Miles Sanders, who, you know, he'll drive you nuts from a consistency standpoint in fantasy. And then in Houston, I mean, they just signed a bunch of kind of mad guys. Right. I mean, like, yeah. all the I love. I'm a Cowboys fan, but I, you know, what's he going to do in Houston? Robert Woods, Devin Singletary. It's a bunch of meh. These yeah. guys are not going to have like a ton of talent around them to go out there and, and you know, make, make a massive impact uh, in their, in their rookie seasons. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally with you. It's a case where if you're looking big picture, probably based on build size, athleticism for me, it's CJ Stroud, but the wild card and video game stat, you've seen the combine. If you want six, four J two forty four guy runs as fast as a five, nine guy, Anthony Richardson, you have him going to the Colts. Listen, Fabs, I don't know if he's going to be any good or not. I just want to see him on the football field because th- this guy is an absolute bus of a human. Me too. I, I love mobile quarterbacks. I love them. And from a fantasy perspective, you, if you can get a mobile quarterback, giddy up. Uh, you should 
absolutely be looking to do that. So when you look at it now, he doesn't have, he doesn't have like a, a long pedigree in college. Didn't play, uh, you know, didn't, didn't play, you know, multiple years as a starter, uh, but can run with the ball. He's a work in progress. Like sure. if the coach get him, I wouldn't be surprised if Minshew starting week one and they kind of let him sort of, you know, develop and maybe he's gadget plays, put him in season. Yeah. Right, right. So, but you go there and you've got Frank Reich, you know, who is an offensive, uh, or, or excuse me, uh, Shane Spiken, who's an offensive mm-hmm. guy. Um, and uh, he's going to, you know, he, he, he was, he was there with the chargers, you know, with, with you know, with, with Herbert. And uh, so he certainly can develop a quarterback. I, I think that would be fun. I I'd prefer that the Colts made the move to get Lamar. And then you have Lamar, JT, Tom, uh, Michael Pittman, and, you know, maybe they add some other pieces. Alec Pierce is going to be their number two wide receiver um, this season. And then the Ravens go in, they get the fourth pick, and then they draft Richardson. And then uh, it's a new offensive coordinator, of course, right. um, in, in, uh, in, in Baltimore, you know, with Mocking. But you would still think they're going to want to run the football. So that I, I wrote an article about that, too. I thought that might be a fun move from the fantasy perspective where – um, the Colts, the Colts uh, get Lamar and Lamar's um, uh, Lamar's speed on the turf. Oh, that would be fun to watch. But uh, right now, it doesn't seem like doesn't seem like that's going to happen. But we'll see. No, according to Ursay, hating openly hating guaranteed contracts, maybe not a, a vibe yeah, well, there. Yeah, potentially, I mean, listen, the Browns they 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 screwed everybody. <laughs> the we Browns did screwed everybody. Like you know, it's like hey, guaranteed contract to a guy who's got. How many women out there alleging yeah. that he sexually assaulted them or whatever the case may be? I mean, she's Louise. And you know, gave him that kind of money. Hell, if I was Lamar, I'd be pissed too, man. Yep. I deserve that more than that more than Deshaun. What's Deshaun Watson won in the league? Like he's yeah. gone to the playoffs with Houston, he won anything. Lamar's been an MVP. So uh, yeah, listen, anyway. Um uh, but I, I would like to see that. Uh, that would be a fun move uh, to, to see happen, but I don't know that it is going to happen. Last one for you here, Fabs. You've been very generous with your time. Non-QB. Who's your top fantasy non-QB player that you want to see and, and where you slotted them in? Who do you think can be that day one impact guy? Are you talking about rookies? Yeah, for, for rookies. Sorry, yeah. I, uh, it's Bijan. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. dude, Bijan Robinson is getting so much buzz. It's just crazy. Yeah. And he deserves it. Three down back. The problem for me is as a Cowboys fan, I got him going to the Eagles and I would hate that. I'd hate it. Ooh. I would hate it because yeah, then, Miles Sanders was the RB 15 last year in that offense. Imagine what Bijan Robinson can do. So you add Bijan to Jalen Hurts. Now that could hurt Hurts' his rushing touchdown numbers. I think he's going to see regression anyways uh, next season, but it'll still be great. With, with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown and Dallas Goddard, that offensive line, holy crap. That would be amazing. Now, in my fantasy pie in the sky world where I'm a Cowboys homer, I'd love to see the Cowboys get him, but he ain't going to fall to where the Cowboys are picking. The Cowboys would have to move up to get him. But that would be a Jerry Jones move. You know, Jerry Jones is not very smart as a football man, but uh, he likes to make a splash. And so if the Cowboys did that, oh, I mean, listen, Pollard's under the tag. So Pollard would be gone. Um, right. Season, and the Cowboys would have a, a stud rookie guy on a rookie contract for, you know, four years. And holy cow, that would be unbelievable. But uh, four or five years, I, I don't know. I don't know that that's going to happen. Again, that's me being a Cowboys homer. But I, the Eagles, 
if he slides, like maybe goes to the Bucks. I kind of think he'll be off the board at that point because the Bucks need a running back. Um, you know, Rashad White's a good player. I don't know that he's a, a true featured one. But um, there are still moves to be made, not only in the draft. Zeke is still out there. Fournette is still out there. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Is, is still out there. So there's a lot of moves to be made that are going to have a major fantasy impact. I'd rather see Zeke go to the Eagles and the Cowboys get Bijan. <laughs> he could play the Cowboys twice a year and, and probably crap all over us and, you know, just, just destroy us. But I, I, I'd rather see that happen, um, you know, than, than the Eagles getting Bijan because the Eagles are set up, man. If they get Bijan yeah. Robinson, they're going to yeah. be off the beat in that division, man, unless, as long as they stay healthy. Yeah. What you have to do, you have to remove all the reasonable people uh, away from Jerry Jones on draft day. You have to remove him. Then he can go crazy, right? It's all the reasonable people that talked about drafting Johnny Manziel. You remember. You remember, right. That was the first guy that was going to come to mind. And, <laughs> and like, you know, we wouldn't have gotten Zach. We wouldn't have gotten Zach Martin. And, you know, Jerry Jones. Oh, God. Just <laughs> my, my existence. I can't stand him. But, um, yeah, no, you're, you're 100% right. I, listen, this would be the one time where I'd be like, all right, let the old man go crazy. Let, let him go. Let him cook. Robinson, let him go crazy. Let him go crazy. We got, we got Gilmore from the Colts. Uh, you know, we got Brandon Cooks. Probably need to get that offensive line a little bit younger because I think um, Tyron and, and Zach are both going to be 33 this year if they aren't already. So let's uh, – all right. Hey, Dad. No, Steven, you're dead. Let's get Bijan. Okay, what do you want to do? It's okay, crazy, but it gets yeah, crazy if you can go out just, and get. Just moving up. Just, just do the old George Costanza. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's go. No, no, yes, but that that is actually that line is originally from Batman in 1986. Michael Keaton when he was with oh. Vicky Vale, and the Joker came into Vicky Vale's place and. Michael Keaton did his little spiel and he goes, you want to get nuts? And he's got, you know, the, 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 the thing from the fireplace. Let's get nuts. Oh, is it really? Uh, that, yeah, there, that's you go back and watch. It was before Seinfeld came out. It was 80, that came out in 86. I believe that the Batman movie with Jack Nicholson and Keaton. And right. he slams down that, 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 uh, that fireplace poker. And he's like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> and then that's when Jack Nicholson goes, uh, you ever dance with the devil in the pale room? See, this is the stupid information that's in my head. I remember that part. I remember the Jack Nicholson. I don't remember the Let's Get Nuts. Michael Keaton had put in like a little silver spray or something like that and it stopped the bullet. Now, Michael Keaton was very lucky that he, he could have shot him anywhere else. He should have right. had your bed. He could have shot him anywhere else, but he shot him right there. <laughs> well, he like this little tray. I'm like, oh yeah, this will stop a bullet. You know, like... Forever. Anyways, um, this is the foolishness that we get into, by the way, on Fantasy Dirt, which is coming back Monday, April 3rd, um, on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. And Tuesday, my buddy Austin Eckler will be on the show. Ooh. Make sure you guys tune in for that. Yeah. Excellent. Cannot wait for that. Make sure you check out his articles uh, on the Fantasy Rookie Draft, as well as uh, on Sports Illustrated, as well as uh, all his great work on SI.com. Michael, always a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk soon. And uh, go Cowboys. Let's go get Bija. Get Bija. Get nuts. All right. There he goes. <laughs> At Michael underscore Fabiano on Twitter. Love it. I didn't know that was from the original Batman. Interesting. Hmm. All right. There you go, folks. That is the show for you today. You missed any of it? 
Go back and watch. Just click the notification bell. Leave your comments down there. You got any fantasy football questions for myself, for Michael? Leave it in the comment section. Hit us up on Twitter. Myself, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns. Get Michael as well on Instagram, at AndyMCSports. Make sure you're clicking, following, subscribing, all that good stuff. We always love hearing from you. So until next time, let's see. Let's see what else the Browns can do. Let's see what else can happen as we get ready for the NFL draft. You've been watching the Sick Podcast with Andy Matamara. Go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.